everybody, and thanks again for tuning in to Liquid Sound, a show dedicated to music, songwriting, and the creative process. I'm your host, Gino Brand, and we're brought to you in cooperation with the Liquid Arts Network, connecting artists and communities since 2000. And a happy Lunar New Year to you, if you celebrate that kind of thing. We are glad to say farewell to the Year of the Rats, and a warm welcome to the Year of the Ox. And a warm welcome to today's guest, Rob the Universe. Rob the Universe is a psychedelic science fiction hip-hop artist based out of Portland, Oregon. He and I recorded a remote episode where we tried not to get too Joe Rogany talking about altered states of perception, his transition from acoustic singer-songwriter to rapper, saying yes to the universe, and lots more. We also listened to a few of his tracks, the first of which is called The Gathering, which Rob will now introduce. So this is a song that is a narrative uh, about three men uh, on a boat, and the boat sinks, and as as they're sinking, they talk about what they think is going to happen after death, and it's uh, three takes on uh, what the afterlife, or you know, lack thereof, might be. The story goes like this. Three friends were on a sailing trip. Due to a freak accident, the boat sank and they all died. In their final moments of life, a strange calm came over them and they discussed what would happen after death. The first one thought that he lived life in a loop, being born over and over again. He tried to explain. To be honest, when I die, I think my life's just starting over. As this current mind's erased, I get a quick glimpse of the coder, and it's older than the universe, and sits between the eyes of the cobra. And then death taps on my shoulder. Born again the same way, the same day in each life for G's life. What we can assume to be eternity. I die a trillion times, I still just wake up in the nursery. Currently a version with the currency of certainty. I've been, I've, been, I've been many combinations of these neural patterns, but I haven't been them all because they, they are, are infinite. infinite. Every choice is intricate. We only get a hint of it. Your mind is just the rental, though the mental state is intimate. And since we're into it, sometimes I think this isn't me. I'm stuck in synchronicity. We sink into the sea. I miss the chance to make it stop again. I'm obstinate. I'm confident I'll be withdrawing all the knowledge I'm depositing. Crash back, grasp the actions of the past again. Trapped in your habits as you navigate the labyrinth. This is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering. What happens when your mind leaves the gathering? I crash back, grasp the actions of the past again. Trapped in your habits as you navigate the labyrinth. This is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering. It's what happens when your mind leaves the gathering. He finished proud that he had spent his last moments of life sharing such a profound truth with his friends. To his dismay, he looked over and saw one of them laughing and rolling his eyes. With all due respect, I think your ideas are laughable. You're 33 years old and still you grasp at the irrational. You've rationed all the factual to actually catapult you back to when the magical explained the mathematical. Back when it was practical to tell yourselves a story. The mind loves a story. Some are peaceful, some are gory. Almost all of them are boring, but they serve it well. The emptiness, absurdity, the universal accident, obscurity. I find beauty in the nothing. You hope to gain immunity with bluffing. Apply scrutiny to every last coincidence and incident that's instrument to sensing what existence is. Carve meaning in my faculty and reasoning. The self is just the process of the brain that keeps the pieces in believing when I'm breathing in the 
see all seeds to be And when you live without this life is just a meal without the seasoning Your brain dies, your mind fades to black And then you never eat or sleep or love or hate or cry or laugh again This is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering It's what happens when your mind leaves the gathering Your brain dies, your mind fades to black And then you never eat or sleep or love or hate or cry or laugh again This is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering it's what happens when your mind leaves the gap. I am the boat. I am the ocean that it floats within the motive and the motion and the potency of moments when you focus in the pure essential concept of infinity that opens. When I die, remember it's a fraction I was noticing. I am everything. Let's try to break it down a bit. The universe expanding is a fact. At least it sounds legit, but travel back in time and it contracts to an astounding little point that's inconceivable, but everything came out of it. There was never ever any severing inside the everything and minds were separated through a sort of tethering. Pure consciousness is pretending to forget that it was one and made infinity the moment it was done we love a story so that we'll accept the self as a reality when really they are just tiny compartments susceptible to false worlds and actuality you do it to yourself when you nap at your apartment what makes you think that non-experience exists when we know the world is truly not appearing as it is and if we're nearing the abyss it's of dark matter and energy remembering to be as clearly as it gets i wholeheartedly regard that this nothing that you speak of is impossible that you're everything that's happened or that's happening this is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering this is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering it's what happens when your mind leaves the gathering remember that you're everything that's happened or that's happening this is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering this is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering it's what happens when your mind leaves the gathering this is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering it's what happens when your mind leaves the gathering this is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering is what happens when your mind leaves the gathering. But they were all wrong. So they all went to Christian hell. <laughs> Can I start with a softball? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Hit me with the softball. <laughs> what what inspired the name Rob the Universe? <laughs> uh, uh, darn good question, Gino. Um, <laughs> so it was, uh, as many will be surprised to hear, I'm sure, it was actually uh, an experience with the uh, psychedelic drug DMT. Mm. I uh, had never smoked DMT before. It was a few years ago. It was right after I got back from Korea to the States and smoked the DMT and oh man, <laughs> it's, it's very difficult to describe, but uh, essentially it, I was looking at mountains and trees and those mountains and trees ceased to be mountains and trees in my mind because nothing had context with time or meaning or space or anything like that. Um, and as this is happening, I'm hearing voices in my my mind to say, yes, 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 yes. And then I feel this feeling of ultimate truth and can only describe it as what was merging with everything. And when I came back, it was, so it only lasted, I don't know if you're familiar with, with DMT and I don't want to get, you know, too, too Joe Rogany here. Um, (laughs) Rogan it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, you know, it only lasts about, uh, about 15 minutes. Right. Uh, and so so you're, you're blasted into another dimension. For me, it was, uh, this, this 
voice saying yes and the feeling of merging with everything and uh and and ultimate truth and and as i was coming back down the only explanation for having that big of an experience was that i had died and so i i thought that i was dead for a little while and, and like like really believed that i had died uh and thankfully was with someone who who you know, put their hand on my shoulder and was like, Hey, you're not dead. Just listen to it, open up and go with it. Uh, and then I realized, you know, if I was truly everything and if I had truly merged with everything, why would I create a realm where I was dead and having a bad time? You know, like why not just be happy? Um, and then I was, and, and it was just this beautiful moment of release of just like, like, feeling like I was one with everything and, and consciously choosing to be happy and to let go of fear and doubt and, uh, you know, guilt and shame and, and, and those kind of things. Uh, and honestly it was, you know, it, it's difficult to talk about, uh, because those states are, you know, sort of ineffable outside of language states, but, you know, it, it was a life-changing experience for me. Uh, and I look at things like fear and doubt and shame in in a different way than I used to. I'm not going to say that, it, like, you know, I'm completely free of them, but I, I, I certainly look at them in a different way. Um, and so, yeah, that's where Rob the Universe came from. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's merciless the way the world can peel back from the surface. The truth the earth deserves steps from the curtain that obscures it. A purse that's made of purpose holds the answers at their purest. Just as your ego bursts when infinity emerges. And it's yes and it's immersive. And it's not the ride I purchased, but it's perfect. It fluctuates and merges us to flourish. A death mask of your ego versus countless universes. Wave the flag, ignore the hearses. Know that it's not gonna hurt us. Cause it birthed us and it is us and we're it. And I'm not quite yet ready to categorize it as a spirit. For now it's just pure unadulterated truth that it's clearest it's channeling me now through my lyrics can you hear it yeah it speaks in beacons and forgotten tongues instantly remember but are lost when we're hanging from the bottom rung the first begotten son of a man who spoke of infinite into it the pattern even when it gets too intricate distance my thoughts 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 life devoid of hate i'm using all the toys to break i'm dancing at the nexus getting groovy with the poison egg shouting at the mountain till my psyche is dismantling i'm stranded in the city of the gods and panhandling i'll light a candle and i'll place it surely on the mantle in my quote-unquote soul so i can find it when i amble it you'll find me flapping past the range it's nearly dawn i'll eat the final hunt with the bats to change i rack my brain until i'm half insane but still can't put my finger on exactly what it was i thought i had to gain in the first place it's my fucking 33rd birthday in 300 years this song will make the culture of the earth shake it's everything that is and that isn't and there's a me accountable for every single decision yeah this my thoughts
So do you think that, you know, that conscious choosing of happiness, is that still with you? I mean, do you still feel like you can access that now? Yeah, I mean, certainly not, you know, it's not as powerful. Like the, the, those things fade and, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it, it takes work to integrate them. And, uh, you know, I've only, I've only smoked DMT one other time uh, since then. I've done, you know, a few other psychedelics since then as well. And I worked hard to, to take things back from those experiences and integrate those feelings into my life. You know, those feelings of connectedness with the universe, those feelings of, you know, of, of processing traumatic emotions, processing negative emotions and looking at them in different lights. Uh, and, and yeah, certainly it's, it's something that, that you can make a part of your life. And, you know, it's a practice as, as everything is. Sounds really healthy. It sounds like you know therapeutic in a way. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm not sure uh, if, if people have heard, but like uh, Oregon uh, just passed uh, a, a measure to legalize psilocybin therapy. Uh, I did so, hear that. Like yeah. people, people are generally using it uh, to help with depression. I mean, the studies coming out of uh, Johns Hopkins and other universities are astounding. You know, you're looking at people like, six months after one experience, like 80 percent of people still reporting a reduced in depressive symptoms. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating. Uh, and so I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to see some real change coming here. I'm hoping to be a part of it. I'm hoping to, you know, slowly kind of transition into, uh, you know, being in the psychedelic medicine practitioner role. Oh, yeah. Um, I did kind of want to ask you about that, not, <laughs> not to get too Joe Rogan-y, but, yeah. you know, when you, when I knew you in Korea, um, you were making music and it was great. Yeah. But then I saw you in, in Portland, you know, last year and I felt like your creativity had really gone to a completely new level. And I guess I was wondering if, you know, how much it was because, you know, there's really no access to psychedelics in Korea, mm-hmm. but I was wondering like if those psychedelics contributed to that. I, th- I think they definitely contributed to that. Um, I mean, it, it also is, is, you know, just gro- general growth as an artist and, and learning about yourself as, as you go. Like, it, you know, I look back at some of the stuff that I was writing in Korea and some of my rhymes were sort of written in a way that I thought hip hop was supposed to sound, you know? Okay. Um, like, like you know, what, I, what do you mean by that? Well, like, you know, I, I like braggadocious, right? Or, mm-hmm. or, you know, writing about getting fucked up or, you know, sexual prowess or, or, or things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and while I feel like I, you know, I, I put my own personal spin on them, it's not really, it's not really who I am. Um, and so mm-hmm. both the psychedelics certainly helped kind of figure out who I am. And also kind of steered me towards the things that I actually want to rap about, which is, you know, the relationship between the mind and the universe and, you know, healing and things like that. Oh, man, that's great. See, I thought that was going to be a softball. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to, you can can go ahead and edit all that out and I'll just be like, "Uh, yeah, no, uh, DMT. And then we'll just move on. Okay, well, here's another softball. All right. I always like to ask people about early songwriting experiences. Yeah, Maybe yeah. what first got you into it or when you first started writing music and stuff like that. Yeah, so when I uh, was a sophomore in high school, I was in a punk band called 2%. Uh, <laughs> okay. I played guitar and uh, sang in that. And it was it was really funny. You know, I, you know, talking about writing things the way that you think they're supposed to sound. 
uh, that was, it was all that, right? You know, I was writing love songs that I had never been in love. I was writing breakup songs that I had never been broken up with. And it's just mm. to, to listen to that now is so cringy. Uh, but it was, oh man, it was so much fun. Like just being a little 16 year old jumping around with a guitar on stage and just playing just shitty pop punk. (laughs) I would love to hear those songs. If you, oh, there, there's an album out there, man. There is, uh, it's thankfully it's not online, but, uh, but I know that people have copies of it. I don't, I don't personally have one. I'll have to go make some calls and try to get a hold of one. Okay. If you could scout one out. Yeah. Um, but I guess I did want to ask also about going from like, I would hear you sometimes when you were performing before you would be mostly singing. And then that sort of transitioned into rapping and singing where yeah. it kind of is now. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was an interesting, you know, I've, I've been a, a hip hop head for a long time now since, uh, you know, I was about 17 years old. I mean, I, I started listening to Wu-Tang when I was 14, but then like 17, I, I really got into it. It became like the main music that I listened to. And I would always write rhymes as a joke because to me, you know, being a, a rapper or white rapper in particular was kind of ridiculous and something that, you know, I, I, I couldn't really do. It seemed kind of outside of my reach. You know, I, I played guitar and so my songs kind of had like a little bit of rhymes here and there. But then, you know, I, I met some people that, you know, were rappers and they, they just owned it. You know, they didn't, they, they were just like, you know, whatever, man, I'm just a, I'm a rapper. I can, you can do that. And, and it was kind of a realization of like, oh, I, I, I can do this. Like, this is not something that like I is, is beyond my reach. And I, that was around, I think, 2010, 2011 or so. And then, you know, started writing rap a lot and just, and just started writing it seriously instead of just, you know, little funny joke songs. Like as soon as I started, it was like, Oh, this is, this is the music that I want to make. You know, this is, this is what I want to do instead of like my little like like acoustic singer songwriter stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you ever still do some of those acoustic singer songwriter songs too? Sometimes, sometimes, uh, like when you still feel connected to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I've written, one in a while but uh you know every once in a while i'll pull out the guitar and and play you know an older song that i've written that's less rap and more just singing um but that might be a fun exercise to do to 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 be like okay you know what today i'm gonna write a singer songwriter song and it's not gonna have multiple syllable intricate rhyme schemes in it like (laughs) Mm -hmm. that, that might be fun just something simple yeah yeah um well, it's always kind of fascinating because there's, it's like there are so many, there's so many words, so many more words in like a rap song than, you know, a singer songwriter type song, right? Yeah. So yeah. is it just like, do you feel like you had more to say and you had to, you wanted to fit that into that limited space? So it's, it's interesting for me, it, it started with the craft, like the craft of, of the lyrics and the cadence and the rhymes themselves rather than the content, like the structure of the thing. And like the way that it sounded. Uh, so like the way that I write rap songs is I will generally be walking around with a beat in my head and I'll start off with like a word, like, you know, like Mastiff. And I'll be like, like walk around like Mastiff, Mastiff, yeah, Mastiff, like a glass Mastiff. And like, I'll say that a few times, a glass mask, like a glass mask and a brass casket, you know, and, and it'll, I'll develop like that. I'll like write a part of a, part of a rhyme and then write the next part and then 
the next part and like, but saying it the whole time. And so it's interesting, especially in, in the, when I was first starting rhyming, the content wouldn't really be something that I had planned out. It was just stuff that I kind of thought sounded good together, but then it became a way for me to look back at that and be like, Oh, I was like kind of feeling a certain way at that time. And maybe didn't even really notice it. Hmm. Um, like I, I'm kind of accessing different parts of my subconscious there. Um, like listening to that old Rob Sennity stuff, like there's some fucking pain there, you know, like that. I didn't really kind of understand. I was kind of making flippant of, or it sounded cool or whatever, but like, like a lot of that was like, Oh shit. Like I was, I was in pain and like, thankfully I'm not in pain anymore, but like, it's a way to connect to my past self as well, which is, is, is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned pain, like what, what specifically do you think? Oh, you know, from? like, uh, I, I've all, all, off and on throughout my adult life just struggled with depression quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, in Korea was, was drinking a whole lot. Um, yeah. in, in a pretty, pretty self damaging way, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. And so, you know, that, that definitely bled into my lyrics and not even really realizing it, um, like how, how much those songs were like, Hey, I'm kind of hurting. And it, it's, it's funny to like, you know, I'll, I'll go and jam with some people and, uh, throw out a, a Rob Sennity verse here and there. And I remember, uh, I did one a few months ago and, and afterwards, like, was just like, damn, like, I'm really fucking glad I don't feel like that anymore. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, wow, that was, a, I was in a rough spot there, but like things, things are much better. And it's, it's just so much more fun to rap about the universe and like, like, like science yeah. fiction narratives or, or like psychedelics, you know, rather than just, you know, drinking myself to death. Well, follow my gaze as I stare across the highways And five days ago I think my life was twisted sideways Now I praise the wicked and I'm wondering if crime pays And time stays the healer, yet they manages to find ways I kiss the mistress lipstick while my fist grip the fifth I'm on a sip quick until I get a swift kick or get sick No need to go into specifics They told me that she was easy, she was outright simplistic Well, know yourself, get nothing in excess except this Expect us to insulate with poison like asbestos And yes, this restless mess is Having sex with your ex miss at the nexus Go get this I'll kill the hangover and that's when it begins And I've been drinking like the fish along with sprouts of gills and fins Confusing when it ends, I'm getting woozy with the spins And I don't always lose and yet the booze she always wins and goes These are the days that we never thought would end These are the days that we never thought would end these are the days that we never thought would So can I ask about some recording? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you're mostly recording at home or are you doing stuff in studios or how, yeah. how are you approaching that? I'm mostly recording at home. Uh, actually, pretty much all, all recording at home. Uh, typically what I'll do is I'll take an acoustic guitar and I'll loop it. And then on Ableton on my computer, I'll, I'll make a beat out of that. And then, you know, wrap into a microphone here in my living room. And uh, mix and master at, it at home, yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun to do it that way rather than to go to a studio. I mean, obviously, it would be nice to have you know the professional setup and all that, but to be on my own time is just uh, priceless. Like, like to not have to have like you know feel like I'm wasting people's time or wasting my own money uh, to be able to just like do like 
20 takes and have no one kind of roll their eyes at me. <laughs> yeah. So what's, you, you said you have an album that you're making now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the album is called the Leviathan and it uh, it's funny. So I released an EP called yes back in 2017, uh, mm-hmm. right after that, uh, that DMT experience. And the plan was that I was going to release another EP called no, right? Like within, (laughs) (laughs) within six months of it. Right. Because I just started after that experience, I just started writing and writing and writing. It's just like all these out outpouring of songs, um, that about all the, you know, this new content, this new, like found interest in consciousness and the universe and the relationship between consciousness and the universe. And, And so it's just like song after song after song. Uh, and so I'm like, yeah, sweet. I'm going to release this EP. Um, but then the songs just kept coming. And so I was like, like felt like I was chained to this EP idea, this yes, no dichotomy. And I was like, you know what? I can do whatever the fuck I want, man. I'm going to make this an album instead. And so I'm almost done. I've got, I've got 14 songs on it. Uh, they're all, they've all been recorded. The gathering is going to be on it. Uh, the next song we hear later on is going to be on it. I'm going to be making a uh, lyric booklet to go along with it. Uh, I'm not going to press any CDs or do any physical copy, but I'm going to do like a six by nine inch lyric booklet. uh, And I'm commissioning uh, pieces of art uh, to go along with each song. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. So I'm sending, I've I've got one one back already. uh, So I send them the song and the lyrics and they have complete creative freedom uh, the only thing I ask is that they listen to the song and read the lyrics and interpret it in however way they feel. How did you find the artists to do that? So I've been uh, searching on Reddit and Instagram on psychedelic subreddits and shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've also got uh, Min the Elephant is going to do one. Uh, Kelly Brassbridge is going to do one. Uh, I haven't told him yet, but uh, he, he is going to do one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's lovely, man. Yeah, yeah, Min yeah, did the uh, Min did the art for this for this podcast too. She's great. She's Isn't great. She Her great? style is just so beautiful and surreal. Like I mm-hmm. love it. Okay, do you want to talk about nothing's ordinary? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, you know what? Maybe maybe what we do is we'll uh, we'll play the song and then I can kind of describe it afterwards. Okay, if that's That'd all right. Of course. We're here again, swimming in experience, mirroring the universe, rapidly appearing and hearing them approach a gentle hymn amidst the clearing, and you're burning in the patterns that your thoughts are always searing in. Time is a delirium, wavering the pavement, savoring amazement, favoring the patient. Chaos in the symphony, this isn't me, it's only just a branch and a decision tree that's working quite efficiently towards everything. Mental ecosystems are alive and they're panicking inside I'll be damned if we survive, we don't stand to realize That we're everything Reducing movements, they effort the true and student The universe is a canvas and damn this is us producing This plan on my paints infused with the truth of the new and ruined It's not your native tongue, though your heart is fluent and human You are perfect 
Cause you're all there is Everything's moving towards a now that never manifests So we'll assume the role of now and see if we can stand the test But take it slowly There's nothing you'll miss And now we're pure experience So time is just a wayward thing And there is not an ordinary moment that your day will bring Nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary. That is nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary. I am often approaching, I am deep in escape, I'm lost in the moment, I am steeped in nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary, nothing's ordinary. Though I'm comfy flapping through these mental catacombs A bad at home Sometimes I feel I don't know where I'm at alone I match the tone and recognize the number of my paths have grown I want to heal the trauma of the world but can't get past my own Let's map the zone of consciousness that constantly astonishes That honestly admonishes the monstrous We amplify the feedback of our mind and teach the youth that it's damn near more important to be right than reach the truth. Then it's like we're each aloof and we're building our defenses to the point we've lost our senses and we're never mending fences. My sentences and tenses leave my ego apprehensive. It's offensive how expensive being pensive is the rent shit. This sick demented orchestra with seven billion instruments and seven billion melodies and rhythms that they implement. All of a sudden, it's the Beatles for a note. Somebody snatched the words out of my throat. That's hope. I'm the drop and the ocean. I'm the piece and the cake. I'm the thought and the motion. I'm asleep and awake. I'm often approaching. I am deep in escape. I am lost in the moment. I am steeped in mistake. I'm the drop and the ocean. I'm the piece and the cake. I'm the thought and the motion. I'm asleep and awake. I am often approaching. I am deep in escape. I am lost in the moment. I am steeped in mistake. Uh, <laughs> yep. So the idea behind nothing's ordinary, uh, is, is twofold. And I'm going to try to, uh, try to condense it down here. I- existence, right? <laughs> we'll start big. Uh, you know, existence is, is made up of these ever increasingly complex systems and processes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. something, something as simple as walking down the street. We're talking about, you know, on, on the physical level, on the uh, cellular level, on the atomic level, like you've got just these billions and billions of processes, like your, your neurons are firing, your brain's doing calculations is all, all this, this crazy stuff. And then, you know, you add time into that. And we're talking about billions and billions of years of these seemingly infinite 
complex processes across all of these levels and all of these different things have to happen exactly the way that they happened to make this moment right now in the universe. And so, you know, we're sitting around bored when we should be standing in the middle of the post office yelling like, what the fuck? Holy shit. We exist. You know, uh, like nothing has ever happened exactly like this and nothing will ever happen exactly like this again, you know? And then we add people into it and, and the realm of thought into it. And we're this awareness thing that is integrating with these incredibly complex processes and trying to figure it out. And we can almost create universes ourselves in, in, you know, our thoughts and our dreams and our daydreams. And it just, it's, it's mind blowing to think that the, the, the craziest thing is that nobody really knows what's going on either. Right. We know, we don't know why any of this is happening or, or what it is. And so it, it just feels so, so strange to be bored in something that is so just big and complex and unique. And so that, that's, that's one of the ideas behind uh, nothing's ordinary. And the other is, you know, traipsing into uh, grains of salt territory here grains of salt <laughs> uh and and it's it's you know sort of the importance of now right um you know as as humans we often are our minds are geared to think about both the past and the future right we're always thinking about something that we have done or something that we will do and we're doing it unconsciously right when we're, when we look at a chair we unconsciously compare it to all the other chairs that we've ever seen and everything that the context that it means to be a chair, you know, and, and we, and we think about the future of that chair, you know, what we could potentially do with that chair. We could sit in that chair. We could stand on that chair. We could knock that chair over, whatever. And if you take time out of that equation, if you take the context of that out, that time provides out of that equation, then it's no longer a chair. You know, it, it, it is existence. It is a piece of existence and, and everything is a piece of existence without the context of time. It just is in this now. And there's no longer any value hierarchies or anything like that. Everything has the same value that is existence and it is amazing. Um, and so nothing is ordinary in that sense as well. That's beautiful. Thanks, man. Well, not to get too Joe Rogany here, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you, when you were talking, I I got this memory of um, I remember reading. I think it's, I think he's a physicist, a guy named Jeffrey West, and he has this whole thing about scale, right? How like things scale up and scale down, like you know this idea that uh, an elephant and a mouse are really related. Like an elephant is just a giant mouse. You okay. know what I mean? In terms yeah. of like the, the cellular structure and right. all these things. And there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fractal geometry and all this stuff. But anyway, I, I had this thought that like, okay, so if everybody's consciousness, everybody's like individual consciousness, if we just scale all that up and put it all together, then that is like this thing that we talk about when we're talking about God or, you know, whatever God might be for, yeah. for people individually, right? Yeah, I like that. that. That's I super, like that. This, yeah. this collective, this collective consciousness that is, you know, greater than the sum of its parts. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and there's, you know, that, that, that's, that's funny that you say that I, I have a line in, in that song that we, that we just listened to, uh, that says that mental ecosystems are alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you, you can feel that when you're in, in these different groups of people, um, people when they're together become more than just two people, right. They become like this thing together that, can grow and feel and like you can grow these relationships and yeah i i i I like that thought quite a bit well that's really the thing about playing music with people right you know you can play something by yourself and you can loop stuff and all this stuff but when you have another another person's actual ideas coming through at the same time that yours are and you're collaborating in that way it's really like you really do create something that is greater than the individual contributions that you put in i think yeah i think i think so too and i th- i think that uh you know it, it, it that that sort of area is a, is a chance to be vulnerable and it's a it's a chance for growth as well too because mm-hmm. you know playing playing with someone is is putting yourself out there and it's like saying like here here here's what i have to bring to the table and and for that person to you know accept that and to you know make something make it something more than it was with w- what they contribute as well um, I, whenever I'm playing with somebody, I'm, I'm playing something completely different than I would play with somebody with, with just myself. Mm-hmm. You did mention earlier, you were talking about jam sessions. I didn't. Yeah. So I want to ask like, if you have found people to, to play with there in, in Portland. I have. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I've found uh, a, a really cool group of, of folks. Um, there is a place called the foundry, which is, uh, so it's a warehouse space that's been converted into like a full stage setup and you know they've got the a big PA and, and everything and uh you know a recording equipment upstairs and uh it's all decked out with all this fun art and shit like that uh and they they hold jam sessions and it's just a great group of group of people really talented musicians um and it's it's been nice to go in there and, and rap with them. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do any of that because of COVID. But uh, you know, in the last few years, it's been really cool uh, making those relationships. Are there a lot of people who are doing a similar style of music that you are? Uh, I wouldn't. Not too many science fiction, psychedelic, hip hop mm-hmm. rappers out yeah. out, uh, out here. Um, I mean, yeah. there definitely there definitely are people who are uh, you know rapping about consciousness and rapping about uh, the, you know, the psychedelic experience and, and things like that. And I've, I've met a few of them and, and have uh, a couple of songs coming out with, with some of these guys. And so that, that's been great. Yeah. So I have, I have found people with who are like-minded. When we were hanging out in Portland, we went to an open mic and I got to see your, I guess your whole setup, you had some, some looping going on. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you had your computer with you. Yeah, for sure. Things like that. Are you still like, how is that going now? Are you still kind of using a similar, setup yeah i am i am so what the the way that it works is i've got um my acoustic guitar going into an audio interface into my computer to ableton and then i have an able a looper set up in ableton and i have a, a midi foot switch that can control that looper so then i'm able to loop some acoustic guitar and then drop different components of the beat and it'll match the time that I set with the looper. Oh, okay. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's fun because it, it's not just pressing play, right. And then rapping over, over something like that. But then it, it's also, instead of building the entire beat, 
right there, which, you know, I would have 10 minute songs, right? Every song would be 10 minutes. I have, I had to do all of it live myself. Um, it's a, it's a fun in between where some of it is, is pre-made and then there's, there's a live component as well. Cool. Have you had any, I guess I always worry about, you know, I'm something of a Luddite in that I worry a little bit about technology once computers get involved that like something's going to go wrong and then I'm totally oh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it's okay. a, it's a nightmare. Um, and I think actually that night that you saw me, uh, it like something got unplugged and I had to do it without my guitar, um, mm. because like something in the chain got, got messed up. Um, but yeah, I typically will have backup beats just ready to go. If, mm -hmm. if something, if something is like, you know, I'll have beats on my phone that I can plug into whatever I'm plugged into just in case, because yeah, there's, there's some nightmare scenarios with computers in, involved. Yeah. When you're performing over there, how have you found like the reception to what you're doing? You know, I, I've, I've, it's been really warm. Um, it's often met with surprise because I, I, you know, I get up there with an acoustic guitar and, you know, I'm a, a, a nerdy looking white dude. And then I rap aggressively at them. <laughs> uh, and it's usually not what people are expecting when I, you know, you get up on stage with an acoustic guitar, but, but people are generally very, very warm and I've played for some really, really nice audiences. Uh, the last show I did was outdoor during the summer at a, a food cart pod, which was interesting. It was, <laughs> I don't think it was the music that they expected to hear while they were eating their burrito. Uh, but, but like, again, those people were all very nice as well. And I got, I got some really great feedback from them. That's cool. What is a food? What's a food cart pod? Sorry. I don't know. So it's just a big group of food carts, right? It's oh, like okay. a, a permanent uh, like area where like, you know, 10 or so food carts will hang out and then there'll be outdoor seating as well for eating. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Especially at COVID, right? Cause you can go and get, you know, whatever food you want and eat it outdoors and you're not like around a bunch of people or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, usually we do some kind of a live performance, but obviously that's, I don't think our technology is quite there yet to do that um, remotely. So we are going to try a little thing where I'm going to record some guitar lines and I'm going to send them over to you and then you're going to make some, some beats on it and then we'll just keep sending it back and forth and we're going to make a little song. Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Right. It's going to be awesome. And you okay. guys are going to hear it right now. <laughs> sort of out of source when shit is short to get important. I am sort of out of source when shit is short to get important. Gino, make sure that shit's recording. We're exporting this from Busan out to Portland. If you're streaming this, my words are teleporting through your eardrums. Here I come, wide-eyed and fearsome. If you've got a penchant for nonsense, well, here's some. Maybe it's that everyone on Earth's already died. Or maybe it's your thoughts that are alive. Or maybe there is something deep inside of you that's hoping to survive. If you can open up the truth. Follow guidance, swallow pride. Preface it with sodium. I'm only in the room to tear a portal in the podium. I'm only in the room to tell you all that you can leave this. Wonder have I gone delusional or just being facetious? Better believe this. I'm about as lucid as Jesus. Conceiving to be at peace with receiving it since the fetus. Casually unravel out of boredom. And I'm sort of out of sorts when shit is sure to get important.
only in the know where then pretend you didn't go there mumble to yourself you'll stop acting like you don't care it's no fair the problems just don't grow stairs hopping levels not popping up inner devils are settling for what's less than the revelin true benevolence dropping relevant startling new developments groove test my metal in a room full of elephants i'm pretty sure that nature is intelligent holding in my mind and it sounds beautiful and elegant verbalize the thought that comes out clumsy and ineloquent reaching for the truth to start to wonder where the hell it went Logic twisted and contortions And I'm sort of out of sorts When shit is sure to get important you enjoyed this episode of liquid sound we'd like to give a big thanks to rob the universe for coming on the show and sharing his music with us if you'd like to hear more of his music head on over to robtheuniverse.bandcamp.com you can also follow him on insta twitter and facebook at rob the universe and as always those links are in the episode description for upcoming info about the liquid arts network you can find us at liquidartsnetwork.com if you or someone you know would like your music featured on our show, let us know via email at liquidsoundpodcast at gmail.com. Please do subscribe to the Liquid Sound Podcast, share the show with your friends, and if you get the chance, take a moment to leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help listeners find us. On behalf of everyone at the Liquid Arts Network team, we thank you so very much for listening today. And until next time, Support independent music, support your local arts community, and support each other. And we will see you down the line. Jen, take it away. But I think I'll read more. He's pretty in light and yeah. Yeah, yeah. From there, the conversation. Oh